Receivers. Receivers. Yeah, more papers. <laughs> the um, divas. So this is where my number one burn me. I will not draft him no matter what he says. We'll fight in the middle of the fucking draft is if it, we have to. Is it Odell Beckham? No. Oh, I love it? Odell. We, Odell Beckham took us to a championship the Brady year. Okay. We yeah. picked him up on waivers his rookie year. Yeah. And, uh, and he, car- he it, carried. It's a guy us. that I'm really high on. I think every fantasy expert in the world is really high on this guy except Hop- for the black guy. Only Hopkins or Keenan Allen? Keenan fucking <laughs> Allen. Keenan Allen has a pattern, and he doesn't want to believe Keenan Allen has a pattern. Great year, hurt. Great year, hurt. This is a hurt year. Yeah, because he had a great year last year. Yeah. All right? He burned me both times on the hurt year. No. No Keenan Allen on Tickle Your Tonsils So Keenan Allen will be our first pick in this year's draft. He will not. He is nasty. And he put up some nasty numbers last year. Average and, 10, po- 10 and a half yards per catch. Yeah, no, listen. From 2014 to 2016. And that includes shit years too, man. No, the, 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 this is the problem. Is that the year that he, those years that he gets hurt, he's playing well before he gets hurt. And then he fucking, you know, yeah, twists the, I mean, uh, listen, pinky has, toe. He had a lacerated kidney. I mean, it's not injuries that. Yeah, dude. I mean, he did have an How ACL does that happen? He fell. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was actually watching the game, jumped up for a. For a touchdown catch, and when he landed, landed straight on his back and lacerated his kidney. It's just an injury that happens. I mean, listen, Antonio Brown gets banged up sometimes. Uh, There's a lot of... I'm not shying away from Antonio Brown ever. He is... I mean, he is much man. But guys get injured, dude. He's a guy... Listen... We're going to get to him. Let, let, let's, let's start breaking down our tiers. All right. Because we're, we're going to get to him. But he just said he's I, our number one pick. So no, he's a tier I, guy. That, that's top a joke. Guy. He's a top tier receiver for me. And okay. we're going to get to him really quick. Let, let, let's just break it down. Okay. So, number one. I don't even want to talk about this guy. Antonio Brown. Let's just move on. Let's just move if on. You yeah, know, I think, if, I think, if you know how to spell fantasy football, you, you know, know Antonio, Antonio Brown is yeah. the number one guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So I think I think we get into number two, number three, because a lot of people are kind of on the fence. They are, they either go one of two people. It's either it's their two and threes are either Hopkins and Jones or Jones Hopkins. One of those. Would you agree? Yeah, I, absolutely. Both yeah. of those guys for me are interchangeable. A lot of why people are a little low, I guess. I mean, you can't really be low if you're number three. Yeah. But a little lower on Jones is because he only caught like three touchdowns last year. I think that's going to change. I would give my left foot. If he caught less than or three touchdowns or less this year, okay, I think he's going to be somewhere in the six, seven, maybe eight touchdown range. He had fourteen hundred yards last. So year. there you so have it, listeners. That is the left foot guarantee. The left foot that guarantee. Is Plex's left foot guarantee. Left, left pinky toe. Okay, I'll give my left pinky toe if okay. he catches. But less it has than to be three cut touchdowns. off with a shovel on on air. Oh sweet Jesus! <laughs> on air. <laughs> right, come on, Julio Jones, don't let me down. But he can't get injured. If he gets injured. That's off. Okay. If he All plays right. a full 16-game season, catches less than three touchdowns, I'll give my left pinky toe. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay? Now, DeAndre Hopkins, 13 touchdowns last year. That's fucking monstrous. You know, a lot of it depends on Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Is going to stay healthy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But even without Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson only played like six games last year. Even without Deshaun, without Deshaun Watson. He was still Watson, able to produce. He still was able Absolutely. to produce. So with, he's, with who at quarterback? Exactly. I, think Brock, I don't even Osweiler. remember. Oh, was. Oh, overpaid Mc, Mc, McLovin. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So he, you know, he's gonna produce week in, week out. Didn't that dude step? No, it was it was the other guy, right? That in, in the one game in the end zone, he stepped out on his drop back, stepped out for a safety. It was a, it was a no, it was the other guy, Tom, whatever his name is, Tom Riddle. 
<laughs> yes, Voldemort stepped yeah. out of the end zone. Yeah, well, who cares who he was, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, the guy's going to produce. He's... It's, again, 2A, 2B, either yeah. one of those guys you're not going to go wrong with. Now, OBJ. Yep, he's he's there, my number four. Absolutely. He's number four. I mean, he, when he plays, he's a beast. Mm-hmm. You know. Funny to say that a wide receiver who plays with... A Manning and Eli of all people is a beast, but yeah, and the hair is so nice. Yeah, no, I mean, Listen, Eli, Eli Manning throws on the ball, man. That guy, that guy outside of Antonio Browns has the best hands probably in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would Larry Fitzgerald obviously Larry is always Fitzgerald. up there. Fitz, but uh, just man, how far has Fitz fallen? Like just a like, no, not no, that far. He, no, he's according still, according he's to homeboy here, huge chubby dude. Yeah, Fitz well, is being Fitz, Fitz is being picked up as, as the fortieth pick. Oh yeah, give in me, most drafts. Give me Fitz. Okay, all right. Give that's me the, Fitz. All right. Um, oh, oh, my problem with OBJ is just when he's not on the field. Okay. You know, he's a hothead. He's a guy that lets the, his emotions kind of get to him at times. I'm not really big into the whole like off the field thing. If you know whatever, like you were about uh, Elliot, but he is a hothead. He lets his temper get to him. He you know, he will throw punches at guys if they get in his head. He will let uh, guys get in his ear and throw him off his game a he little. He gets into his feelings is what we call it. Yeah, a little, but I'm not too worried about that stuff. He's <laughs> going to produce. Kiki, do you love me? Me, my yeah. feelings. Yeah, I'm not too worried about all that stuff. All right. I'm more worried about the injury thing. You know, hopefully he can stay healthy. If he does, yeah, he's definitely a top okay. five guy. After that, I have Keenan Allen. So, Oh, my goodness. I love me some Keenan Allen. Eat a I bag of shit. Listen, Allen is he here. is a very talented player. Yeah, is just, as long as he is just has not worked okay. out for me in the past. All right, I'm, hey man, you I'm do you, you do you. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this: he was top five in all receiver categories last year. Receptions, yards, touchdowns. I mean, you name a receiver category, he was top five in it. He has a very weak schedule this year. Kansas City's defense has gotten a little worse. They got rid of their number one corner in Marcus Peters. Went to the Rams. Um. Eric Berry's not there at safety. Denver or lost. Reed, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, he's still there. Oh, okay. But I'm talking about corner. Oh. Reed's a safety. Uh, uh, Barry. Barry's a safety. Sorry. Um, Denver lost uh, Talib Kweli. <laughs> so you can drop one of his little songs right there. They lost Alib Talib. Kweli. Akib uh, Talib. Akib Kweli. Got it. Whatever his name is. He also went to the Rams. So, you know, oh, another sure. corner in that division that's out of there. Now, he was... The most targeted receiver in 2017, Keenan Allen. He's going to get you touched yeah, in a pass-heavy offense because this guy loves to throw the ball. He's the only, like, or one of the only gunslinger, quote-unquote gunslinger left. types still left. All right. Um, he's just going to have a monster year. 159 targets last year. I mean, the, the, the dude's a beast. The dude's a beast. He's going to have a monster year. He's my number five. I, I see who really runs the draft. Yeah. In your team. Yeah. No, no. He listen. He has a lot of input on it. We we. You just don't listen to it. We tend to agree. Honestly, we tend to agree on about ninety percent of the guys that mm-hmm. we uh, that we talk about. Mm-hmm. He just gets mad at, at the guys that burned him in the yeah. past. So, I get I get caught, I get in my feelings. Yeah, yeah. So just what like, right now it, with wide receiver, wide receiver? We would say that wide receiver is probably the largest group of people where you've got. Well, oh, the most there's the most depth. The Absolutely. most depth is, is yeah. wide receiver because like you're you're still talking about. Like, we're just at number five in Keenan Allen, and we still have friggin' A.J. Green, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper. Like, you're talking about friggin' 
names. Yeah, yeah. No, there, there's dude. There's a lot of talent. Ty Hilton, FIU baby. Pong, oh baseball. yeah. Oh. We, we had we, we had created that. We created that. That Ty that Ty chant. The whole Ty that was made by us at an FIU game when he ran in touchdowns. We we're like, Yo, Ty. T. And honestly, if you saw him outside of the football field, he looks like just an ordinary dude who's got corn rolls, like just chilling, skinny. Like, were, were you the uh, cop uh, or the Indian? For what? For the YMCA chant? Oh. oh. He's solid. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which one were you dressed as? Okay. So, yeah. T.Y. I mean, listen, there's tons of guys. Yeah. You yeah. Can cut that out. Um, no, it's all good. I like it. Uh, there's tons of guys at receiver. There's just a lot of talent. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the guys are... I'm going to do it after. I'm going to take all the photos before I leave. Are, um, Dude, I need are, this. This is great um, research. Great oppo. Yeah, a lot of the guys, though, the problem with why I go running back heavy in the first couple of rounds is it's because, because. I'm, it's because it's not a non it's a non PPR. Well, not just non PPR. It's because a lot of these guys are dependent. Most of these guys, the the elite guys, are gonna get their, their numbers. The non elite guys is the the back end of the tier two, tier three, tier four guys. A lot of those guys sometimes depend on the quarterback. So T Y Hilton two years ago, top five receiver with last year. Luck. Last year, he burned a lot of people. Including us. Because yeah. he was our keeper last year. Uh, not last year. Yeah, last year. Last year. Last year, he was one of our keepers. I mean, he they, they were just picking guys off the street to throw the ball to him. It hurt. It hurt. So a lot of these guys, you know, the receivers. Um, Adams, one of the guys I want to talk mm-hmm. about. Awesome. I'm really high on this year. A lot of people are. Adams last year still put up great numbers, even without uh, Rodgers. Rodgers, who was out with the collarbone. Yeah, so... You know, some guys, some of the elite talent guys are going to be able to put up those numbers regardless. Some of the other guys are going to get hurt by it. So that's why I like to go running back first. But there is so much, so much. much Well, that's the other thing. The reason you have to go running back first is because there is so much depth at receiver. You can wait. Exactly. As opposed to if you're you're shit out of luck on running backs right now. Like if if you have two keepers and none of them are running backs in our league, you're out. If you don't have a top four pick, you're hurting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can still get a guy like an A.J. Green, a Devontae Adams. Um, a Michael Thomas, a Mike Evans, T.Y. Hill. And you can get those guys in the middle, mm-hmm. end of the second round, beginning of the third round. You can get guys like that. You're not getting uh, David Johnson in the second round. No. Hell You're not no. getting a, a, a Zeke. You're not getting a Kamara. Well, the simplest way to look guys. at it is... Well, you're not, even, somebody, you're not even getting Joe Mixon in no. that spot. Somebody broke it down to me like this. If you're in a 10-team league, right, there are 32 teams in the league, right? So... Ten team league at the first two rounds. You're if, you, if everyone's taken at Wait, least, if you're in a ten team league, there's thirty two teams in the league. There, uh, there are thirty two teams the in the NFL, oh. and you're in a ten team league. Every every NFL team needs a starting running back, right? So that's fine and that's great. But after the second round, if everyone's taken a running back, you're you've got backups and spot ins and people like that. Whereas every team has two, three receivers. Receivers, yeah. You've got a lot of depth, and and, and, with, of and with the way the NFL is now, slot guys are becoming more and more and more and more important to offenses. So a guy like a Jamison Crowder, mm-hmm. d- dudes like that, those guys are very valuable. They're just going to rack up numbers. Yeah. So here's the thing. Let me ask you this. With that said, would you do maybe running back, running back, quarterback if the if the quarterback is elite level at that, or would you do running back, running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, quarterback? It's like the sixth and seventh. No. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not picking up a quarterback in the third round. It's just not happening. Okay. I don't care. I mean, unless I'm in a 14-team league and all the running backs and, and you know, yeah. top-tier receivers are gone, I'm not doing it. Okay. No. All right. So, so 
So, yeah. So, let's, you know, really quickly, A.J. Green kind of had a decent year last year. The, the, the red rifle is, you know, not the ideal quarterback to have. But he finished top 12 in all categories for, for uh, receivers. Top 10 in four of the last six years. Oh, he's so, a monster, yeah, and he's and a guy he's gonna always he's always going to find a way to produce, uh, assuming he's healthy. It's just you know he's on an offense that's not unless Joe Mixon really has a breakout year. He's in an offense that's going to go a lot a lot of three and outs. You know the defense is not going to get them the ball back very often. Yeah. You know I don't know. Well, I mean, on a positive, they may be behind on a lot of games. They do play in a pretty tough division. They might throw the ball a lot. Okay, you know. So I mean, I'm not counting a lot on Dalton, but. AJ Green's just one of those players that, you know, he, he's gonna he's gonna produce even with Andy Dalton at quarterback. All right. So Devontae Adams last year, I loved him even without Aaron Rodgers. I had him on my auction team. He put up great numbers for me. Fourth most red zone targets with 24. Two years where he scored back to back 10 plus touchdowns. He's the only guy in the league to do that. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. shit. Or or one of two guys in the league or something like that to, to put up those type of numbers. Jordy Nelson's gone, which was a big target for um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. So now, now everyone just Rogers. kind of generally feels that Aaron's going to start. Fading. It's crazy how Randall Cobb's not even talked about him. He's just yeah. F- no, yeah, just I mean, uh, Randall Cobb's like, I think, 33 or something like that. He's a little older guy. He's a slot guy. Um, I actually like Kendall uh, Cobb this year. Randall Cobb this year. I actually like him a little. But, I mean, you know, later rounds, rounds 9, 10, 11. If he's you there. don't think the presence of Jimmy Graham gets in the way of any of this? Um, a little maybe in the red zone, okay. but he's never really had a ton of uh, fantastic tight ends to throw the ball to, right. so I don't know how that chemistry is going to work out. Jimmy Graham, in between the 20s, has seemed to, you know, like he's lost a step. Uh, in the red zone, I think he's still going to be pretty good uh, uh, target for him, but I, I like yeah, Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers throws the ball deep the, a lot, and yeah. Devontae Adams is the he's guy he's going to be hands down the number one guy. Okay. All right. For him. Especially after Ty Montgomery, like we said, was banged up a little bit. We don't know what his situation is going to look like because it is a leg injury. So, well, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, the next guy, I would say Michael Thomas. Yeah. Drew Brees is his quarterback. You know, production was a little down last year, but he still had 149 targets, which is putting him Monster. up in the, in, yeah, in, in, in the top. It's bonkers. Yeah. In the top 10 in, in, in the league. He has a very favorable schedule this year. He was top 10 in yards and receptions last year. So, there's no... Reason to think he's not going to do it again. He's the number one target for a Hall of Fame quarterback. And, you know, he's going to produce. He's going to okay. produce again in a good offense. All right. Who's, who you got next? Now, this is one I was a little kind of uh, hesitant on. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Damn, you're not, in my mind. Yeah. Not a, I, know you're not a, I know you're not a big Mike Evans guy, mainly because you're not a big famous Jameis No. No, famous guy. Jameis is hot trash. So, you know. And he's suspended for the first, what, two games mm-hmm. of the season? The only thing is that Mike Evans is like really big target, really good red zone, you know, capabilities. So it's it's a kind of guy that you take a flyer on because of the potential. Who else are you gonna throw the ball in the red zone to? Cameron Brait? I mean, eh? So actually, if you wanted to, this would be the year. So listen to his last four years in touchdown production. 12, 3, 12, 5. Yeah, yeah. He didn't catch the ball a lot. And if you want to go with your up and down this is theory, this is his year. Yeah. He's had the most red zone mm-hmm. targets of any receiver since he's entered the league. And he and he's built for Jameis Winston, basically. He's a big guy. Yeah. He's Jameis like, Winston is extremely inaccurate. Right. He's mm-hmm. a big guy that has a great catch radius. He's gonna go up. He's gonna yep. catch contested balls. He's a guy that's gonna, you know, get a lot of red zone targets. The problem is, you know, is he gonna 
is he going to break that cycle and have another four or five touchdown year, or is he going to have another double 12, digit? Yeah, twelve touchdown season. L- ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to know that it didn't require ESPN and their fancy studio for you guys to hear catch radius. That's correct. <laughs> catch radius right here on the back of the bus podcast. Back of the bus podcast. I have, I have the numbers for his catch radius if you want to hear them. Fuck yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, no, man, that'd <laughs> that, be that would crazy. be way too much homework. <laughs> That's nuts. He has a give me the fucking no, give me the fucking Mike Evans sports science, my dude. No, I don't have it. Sorry. All right, pause for a second. You're listening to the Back of the Bus Podcast Fantasy Football Special. You're listening to us on one of your favorite podcasts app. It's either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Again, rate us five stars if you love us, five stars if you hate us. Catch us on Instagram and the email. Hit us up on Instagram at Back of the Bus Podcast. Boom, done. And back to the show. All right, so it's called a refresh. Dale. You refresh it. I want that horn, guys. I want... Bow, 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 bow. No, no, no okay. not on my show. All right, so after uh, Mike Evans, I'm going to say... I'll get, you, oh. I'll get you something. Oh, yeah, that sounds delicious. I would have to say... I really like Doug Baldwin this year, man. That's my boy. I really like Doug okay. Baldwin this year. Thousand yard back, two years in a row. See it back? Yeah, receiver. That's what I meant. Yeah, okay. I, no, no, I we know, know, we know what you meant. Like, yeah. I'm looking deep in your eyes. Yes. I know what you meant. But listen... <laughs> I'm still on half... He's listen. Yeah. He's 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 arguably one of the best slot receivers in the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and it's funny because he they, they and categorize no him as a slot receiver because mm-hmm. that's where he plays most of his uh, uh, snaps snaps. But I mean, he's a number one guy there. Slot yeah, receiver or absolutely. not, he's the number one. Yeah, he's he's, on he's Wilson's favorite target. Yeah, they're gonna throw the ball a lot. Wilson, you know, every year has increased his his attempts per per season. And no Jimmy Graham, no uh, Richardson there. He's going to get a lot of targets. He's ended up in the top 13 for fantasy receivers three years in a row. He's had at least 75 catches and 900 yards and seven touchdowns the last three years in a row. And he has the 11th easiest schedule for uh, wide receivers. Okay. So it's kind of just a bunch of numbers that are adding up to look like he's going to have a great productive year this year you don't think that the sore, sore knee at the beginning of um at the beginning of camp is going to affect him at all it may i mean the injury might drop him a little which i would be fine with because they're all saying he's going to be ready for week one so if he ends up going in the uh you know end of the third beginning of the fourth something uh-huh. like that because uh-huh. people are afraid of that injury better for us. that's better for us yeah and we think we we think he outperforms his 125 catches from last year yeah yeah, I think so because he there's fewer targets on that yeah. team though. Yeah. And with yeah. the and with their 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 running back situations, like yeah, you never know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not saying all of his all of those targets of those people that are gone are going to go to him because that's obviously not going to happen. But I'll give you one last number really quick. <laughs> Twenty nine touchdowns since he's uh, since he's come into the league. The only player with more touchdowns. Take a guess. Todd Gurley. No. no. Maybe on Bell. Receiver. Oh, oh no, receiver. I got this one. I got this one. Justin Tucker. Uh, yeah, no. Receiver. Uh, Antonio Brown. Exactly. So wow. when you're All behind right. only Antonio Brown for touchdowns, you're damn, yeah, you're you're, damn good. You're putting him numbers. Yeah. yeah. So go get Doug Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, no, Or don't get Doug Baldwin if I'm in your draft. Let me yeah. get him. All right. So after that, um, Jesus Christ, there's this is great. Adam Thielen. Yeah. There's Stefan Diggs kind of in that same category. They're, they're going only a few picks from each other. Yes, they are. Yeah, Two so to three picks. Adam Thielen, 31. Uh, Diggs is at 32. 32. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they're back-to-back guys. And that's on Good. USA Today, CBS. That's, that's, that's who they're yeah, using. Yeah, consensus. Everybody, everybody yeah. I've seen, they're going within one or two, three picks of yeah. each other. They're both good players. They got 
Cousins, who I like a lot this year. I didn't like in the past, but I like a lot this year. He's going to throw And the, the only thing that's changed is his fucking uniform, by the way. Yeah, yeah well, his red skin uniform? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, he's got way better weapons, and last year he put up crazy good numbers. Um, these guys are good. He, he seems, I mean, again, it's preseason, but he seems to be having a really nice chemistry with Diggs. Okay. But Thielen is such a good player. Yeah, they, dude, that, that got, guy came out of no. I hadn't even heard of that dude. Adam Thielen? Yeah. Yeah, and man. All of a sudden, it's like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. we got our asses kicked, you know, on one of the games that we lost last year by a dude who had him. And I was like, what in the blue hell? Yeah. He was ninth in mm. fantasy points last year, uh, top 10 in yards, receptions, and targets. And that's with Case mm-hmm. Keenum, who had a very good year, very effective year last year. But. Let's face it, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback. He's going to throw the ball Sister a lot more. Cousins. Hey, so where would you pick Demarius Thomas? Demarius Thomas, I'm actually pretty high on this okay. year. Um, he would be like my tier three somewhere, my tier three for receivers. But I'm actually pretty high on him because of of uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Okay. All right. No problem. Yeah, there, there are a couple. There, there are three guys I want to ask you about just to, get, just to pick your brain really quick. Okay? Shoot. Okay. One, Josh Gordon. How are you confident that he is going to be sober enough to get through a season and to produce fair enough to be put in as a as a as a wide receiver too, or maybe even a flex? Okay, so Josh Gordon for me, he has top five talent. Yeah, he elite. I don't think talent. anybody I mean, disagrees. They just yeah, it, it it goes back to what we were saying about some of the running backs. Yeah. If you have the team to support. Him mm-hmm. being suspended or whatever, and you can still move on. You go two running backs, two receivers, and you pick up Josh Allen in the fifth round. Gordon. Or Josh Gordon, sorry. Uh, Josh Gordon in the fifth round. Knowing, hey, I got my two starting running backs. I got my two starting receivers. They're going to carry me. This guy is just, you know, he's high upside for me. If he plays six games, 16 games, you don't know. But he's going to produce when he plays. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's scary, man. He's one yeah, cloudy no, no, I... P-test away from being suspended for... Forever. Yeah, until he's 39. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just scary. Seriously, like he could, you know, take a sip from the wa- wrong he's glass of water. One and... cloudy P-test from being, uh, what's his face, his favorite target in the CFL? Um, the white boy? The oh, white Johnny Manziel? Johnny Manziel's favorite target Yeah, in the CFL. exactly. So, I mean, All right. it, it's one of those risks you take if you have the luxury... Or if, if you're you on a really shit team and you had shit keepers to begin with and you want to just take a flyer to maybe set yourself up for next year, that might also be yeah. uh, okay. But then again, how is that, you know, if how, he, yeah, if how he, sober is he going to be next year or the year after or the right. year after that? Well, I mean, I, I'd like to think, though, that if he if he can put one decent, you know, one good strong season, season under his belt, you can increase your expectations that that will continue. Okay. As opposed to if he goes four games this year and then he's fucked again, then, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on how your team is built. If you're drafting him to be your number one receiver, you might be really, sadly, you know, you might have. Yeah, a, that's, okay. that's a boomer bust pick. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Okay, the that's the boomer bust pick of the draft. All right, next, Devin Funches. Love Devin Funches. So like do him. I. I like him this year. Would I you like, consider I, him a sleeper? A lot of guys do you like think? Him. Do you think a lot of people are, are maybe kind of just, you know, because of the depth that's at wide receiver, people are just kind of like meh. A couple of weeks ago, I would have said, yeah, he's a sleeper. But now, I think of, a lot of guys are okay. just, you know, bumping right. him up and bumping him up. All right, that's fine. I actually also like DJ Moore, the rookie that they yeah. got there. Yeah. I like him a lot this year, too. Okay. And then last but not least, 7-Eleven. 
Oh my god, I have yeah. He he is He's gonna get it? He's gonna get it. He's gonna year. get it. He's gonna get Black's looking at us crazy. He doesn't know who seven eleven is. That is Chris Hogan. Who's always open. Oh. Yeah, he's always yeah. They, they that, <laughs> that was his nickname here when uh Reggie Bush was our running back for the Dolphins. He And he, when when the Dolphins did hard knocks. Yeah, yeah, he nicknamed them seven eleven because he was like, Man, that kid is always open. Seven eleven, uh, baby. Yeah, I, I listen, he's he's with Tom Brady. Okay. He's he's gonna he's gonna produce. Edelman's out for the first four games of the season. Gronk is always one back injury or shoulder injury away from, from being missing. a WWE wrestler. Yeah. From goddamn him and exactly. him and Mojo Raleigh as a tag team, they would invigorate the Raw tag team division. Let's go back to you. <laughs> I have a, I have a guy to ask you about once you're done on on Chris Hogan. I think that was it about Chris. Really Hogan. quick, last year before he got injured, he did miss seven games last year, so he's got to stay healthy. But before he miss in, he got injured. He was on pace to score ten touchdowns. That's great. last year. Uh, there's no. Brandon Cooks to uh, take away targets. Edelman's gone for the first four games. No Amendola either Mm -hmm. who went to the Dolphins. So two big targets out of there. Gronk is kind of an injury risk, even though he is is the number one guy on that team. And this guy's missing the first four games of the season, uh, Edelman. So you're looking at a guy that at least the first four weeks of the season, which is about 30% of the the fantasy football season, if you're not Mm -hmm. counting playoffs, he's going to eat, man. He's going to eat, and he's going to eat a lot. Good. All right. All right, so a couple of guys. You you just mentioned Amendola. I know you said you were high on him. Now that he's yeah, I I think he's gonna kind of step into the 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 role that Jarvis Landry uh, Left vacated and went to the Browns to do. Yeah, so he's gonna turn out to be um, this guy's favorite target. He's got good hands. He runs good routes. He's he's in the place where he's supposed to be ninety nine percent of the time. Uh, yesterday he had a touchdown reception. Okay, you know, caught a little drag route. Made a guy miss, took it about, I think it was like 12 yards or something for a touchdown. Um, he's going to be a guy that's just reliable. Do so you think he, you think he might be able to pull off the reverse Wes Welker? Leave leave New England, come here? And, and Well, if he can stay healthy. I mean, listen, we're not New England's offense. Sure. And we're not going to be. I, I'm, you know, As much as I would love for us to be, we're not. But he's going to get numbers. Even with a bad offense and bad teams, we weren't winning a lot of games. Jarvis Landry was putting up great PPR numbers. You know, his touchdowns were not great until last year, but he was catching 100 catches a game. I mean, 100 catches a season. So he was putting up numbers. And I think he's just going to, he's the guy, if I had to say who's going to lead this team in targets and in receptions, it's going to be Amendola until he gets injured. All right. What about Allen Robinson? I'm a little low on Allen Robinson. He's coming off the ACL. I know a lot of guys kind of have him pretty high. He's coming off the ACL. He's going to a new offense. He's going to a... You know, a quarterback who's only been in the league a year. This is, you know, his his sophomore year in the league. Didn't really play a lot last year. Kind of been up and down in preseason. I'm not super high on Allen Robinson. I mean... uh, Hold on. Before you go. Yeah. I've got to go. Okay. Really quick. Before you leave, one guy that I'm really low on this year, and I know two guys I'm really low on this year that I want to talk about really quick. Tyreek Hill. A lot yes. of people are super high, super on, high on him. He's mm-hmm. a keeper for one of the guys yep. in, our, in our league, which I'm glad he kept him. He finished top 10 in 11. He finished top 10 in 11, I said. Finished top 10. He did both. That's how good he was? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not bad. He finished top 10 in uh, receptions and, and yards last year. Uh-huh. He was eighth in fantasy points. But they added Sammy Watkins, who's going to take away a little bit of, you know, of yep. his targets. And to me, he was just a he was a big play guy. If he wasn't catching a 30, 40, 50 yard touchdown, he wasn't really doing too much. Mahomes is the quarterback there, not mm-hmm. Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. They still got Kelsey. They still got Kareem Hunt. They got, you know, they got a lot of mouths to feed. 
And I just don't think he's going to produce as many big plays as he did last year. And I'm kind of low on him this year. Okay. Who's the and other guy? The other guy is Jarvis Landry. Over so, the Browns, man. Yeah. Even so, in a PPR league? Or? Even in a PPR league. Okay. So, Tyrod Taylor does not throw the ball a lot. Tyrod Taylor throws the ball 22, 24, 25 times a game. He runs the ball. You know, he gets some yardage with his legs, which is great for fantasy-wise. He's actually not a terrible fantasy pick, but he's just not going to get the volume he was getting here. He was getting 140 targets, 130 targets a season. He's not going to get it there, especially if Josh Gordon is playing. You got to throw the ball to Josh yeah, Gordon. No, no, you got to. You got to give him something to do. If yeah. he's on the free field, he's there for a reason. Listen, you got a running back that catches the ball a lot. Yep. Duke Johnson. You got uh, Carlos Hyde there at running back, yep. and you got David Njoku there coming back from injury at tight end, who should be getting the ball a little. He's still a young guy, but he's going to take some targets away. I don't see Jarvis Landry getting the hundred and something receptions he's been getting here, and I definitely don't see him getting the nine touchdowns that he did right. last season. Dale. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, everybody, the show's not ending. I've got to go. I've got work to do. It's been a really – I actually have to go do work. That sucks. Dude. That does suck. That like, does. I get that to go – so everyone's still at my house, right? But now I get to go back to my house, sit on my table, and do uh, and do orders for the whole week. like And do events and all that other shit. It's going to be fucking – Like mail order bride thing? Yeah. It's going to be oh, awesome. Oh, nice. Awesome. All right. Well, enjoy, enjoy yeah. that, and then enjoy your party, and good luck with your draft dude, after. Yeah. Dude, take photos of all this shit and send me <laughs> No fo- problem. Dude, I got you. Send me photos. I got you. And I'm going to text you randomly. I'm just going to text us yeah, all. Text, yeah, text. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you need help, you say, hey, I'm, I'm here. What, what yeah, do you what think? do I do? And I'll, and I'll, uh, or FaceTime us and we'll, we'll take care of it. Ooh, but if you win, I want I want 25% of your winnings. Our, I think our winnings <laughs> this year are 600 bucks. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right, man. Later, guys. Shock the system. Peace out. Shock the motherfucking system. All right. Any anything else at receiver we want to touch on? Yeah, a lot. I All have right. A lot, I have oh. a lot of receiver. I, I feel bad, you know. I don't. I don't want to uh, exclude a half here. But uh, Demarius Thomas, we talked about really quick. Um, I like Case Keenum. It's a good offense. He's got a running back. He's got two good receivers there. A lot of good stuff about uh, Cortland Sonnen, the rookie that they picked up. I, I don't. I think he's going to have a big bounce back year. Yeah, he's going to have a bounce back year. Um, even with the you know hot garbage that he had at quarterback last year. He was in the top 10 in targets. He had 141 targets. The problem is he didn't score a lot of touchdowns. So I do think with Case Keenum, if Case Keenum tends to uh, you know, produce the way he did last season, I think those touchdowns are going to go up. He had a lot of targets, which you want. I mean, you, you need your number one receiver to get a lot of targets. And I think he's going to have that this year. A lot of people are down on him because his production the last two years has been somewhere around uh, receiver 15 or 16. And surprisingly, he's what we, we talked about. Saw this year, he's thirty-one already. Yeah, 30, he's thirty-one 30, already. So he's, he's aging. 30, I think yeah, he's so, turning thirty-one December. So, yeah, a lot of guys seem to be you know a little low on him. He seems to have maybe lost a step. But that's another know. guy with tremendous hands, and he yeah. runs great routes. Yeah, so he catches he a lot be, of contested balls. He can be like a, a Larry Fitzgerald type, where just because he lost some speed doesn't mean he necessarily has to lose all that all that much production. Just because he, you know, he's just a very talented guy, and, and he's a smart football player. I, I really like Demarius Thomas. Yeah, me too. Um, How about Emmanuel Sanders? I just stay on that offense. For Emmanuel quick. Sanders, I do like this year. He would be probably like a receiver, maybe depending on the ten or twelve team league receiver three or four, maybe five if you get lucky, but probably around the my receiver four. Um, same thing, man. Good quarterback play is gonna 
increase the production of that entire offense. And I think he's just going to be a guy that is And the fact gonna, that C.J. Anderson is not there no more is going to yeah, make well, the offense Yeah, I mean, you know, they have uh, Royce Freeman that we talked about earlier. Um, that was just a shot at C.J. Anderson. Yeah, I know, I know. He's not another one of your burn guys. But, um, yeah, I like Emmanuel Sanders uh, later on in the draft as well. A guy I want to talk about really quick too, I love this guy. Not only as a player, but as I just, you know, I don't get into the person sometimes when I think fantasy, but I like him as a person. Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster? Love me some Juju. Why do you love Juju as a person? Dude, he's a kid. He's like, he's a kid that just goes out there and wants to have fun. Last year, he was riding a bicycle to work because he was 19. Or 20 years old. He was the youngest player in the league last year. Oh, shit. I know. Yeah, he was a kid. And and he tweeted out about how his bike got stolen and stuff like that. He, Dude, he's just... He's a fun kid, man. Somebody done stole Juju Smith-Schuster's bike? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, and then after posting it, I don't know if that person returned his bike or somebody just bought him a bike and put it... Oh, that's in his funny. Yeah. So, I mean... Whoever he, you are just, who stole Juju Smith-Schuster's bike, you... If you're yeah, somehow you're randomly you listening to this, you're a piece of shit. You suck. Yeah, jackass. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, he's just—he's a good player. He's a productive player on a team that you know is gonna give him opportunities to make plays. You got Antonio Brown on the outside, that's gonna get double teamed pretty much every play. You got Le'Veon Bell, so you know, yeah, you got a lot of mouths to feed. But this kid's gonna be productive. I and mean, is he? Because I, I don't know—is he—is he like a like a burner type of guy? Is he a no, po- no, no. He's possession more, he's guy? More of a possession guy. He can get downfield. He makes contested catches. He's very. You can compare him to maybe Jarvis, but Jarvis dances a little too much for me. You know, this guy kind of catches the ball and just turns and goes forward. He's, and he's a big guy. Like a lot of guys think, oh yeah, he's you know that five eleven, hundred and ninety five pound. No, no, no. He's like. 6'2", 220 or something. Oh, shit. He's a big kid. Nice. I don't, you know, not that he's a kid. Oh, he's ass, a kid. We're yeah, fucking yeah, twice he, his age. But, I mean, he was 19th last year in fantasy points, and he missed two games. Okay. So, you know, there's... So, it's definitely, there's definitely a lot of upside There's there. a lot of upside. He's a good yards after the catch guy. He can, he'll catch contested balls. You know, he's not afraid to block. He's not afraid to do little things. Not that you get points for blocking, but he's just a good player on a good... Team, team in a good system i i like him a lot this year i mean I, I i would not be disappointed if he was my you know if i decided to go running back running back running back really heavy if he was my number two receiver where i got a guy like you know maybe i got lucky. thomas and juju the marys thomas and juju i wouldn't be disappointed with a ty and juju i wouldn't be disappointed with a Doug Baldwin and Juju, I really wouldn't be disappointed with. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad if I went heavy back, uh, a heavy running back early in the draft if he was a guy sitting there in the fifth round or so that I drafted. I, I'd be thrilled. Well, I'd be thrilled. Fra- Frank's a big Juju guy, so he's the, one, he's the one we'd most have to worry about, about snatching Juju, I think, away yeah. from well, us. Well, I mean, you know, every league you're going to have that one guy that kind of is going to piss you off because <laughs> he's going to take a lot of those players that, uh, that uh, you want, but... You know, it is what it is. He, he's a guy, if he was there at the right spot, I wouldn't mind taking a look at him. Another guy I kind of like this year, I like both Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. I mean, I not that I would draft both, but both of those guys are productive. Both of those guys are on offense that throws Golden the ball Tate, surprisingly, on a bus list on one of your on one of the places that you, yeah, yeah, you he, got your research from. I mean, listen, every website you go to, I've seen a ton of guys, or I've heard the Fantasy Footballers podcast, um, 
there's three guys on that podcast. One of them has his, has a uh, Kenyon Drake as his my guy of the year. Like he like his this guy's gonna produce. Can't this miss. guy's gonna blah 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 blah. Yeah. And on the same show, one of the guys had Kenyon Drake as a bust. You know, there's a lot of stuff you got to look at when you draft guys. You got to look at the numbers. You got to look at the offense. You got to look at the bunch of stuff. Schedule. But sometimes you just have to draft with a little bit of your opinion, your heart, how you feel a guy's going to produce. You know, not everyone's going to agree with that strategy, but... If you're on the fence between two guys, but you really like one guy because he's, you know, you had him last year and he didn't let you down, you tend to just say, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna get that guy. So and Golden Tate's that guy. I mean, we Golden didn't necessarily have guy. him last year, but he he he's the kind of guy that consistent numbers, consistent performance. You know, he might have a couple of weeks or two here and there, obviously because Stafford can be erratic sometimes. But by the end of the season, it would have been a good pickup for you, especially at his average draft position. Yeah, listen, Golden Tate has had four years with the Lions, okay? In four years, he has averaged 90 receptions with the team, and he's had 1,000 yards in three out of the, out of those four years. It's been four years already since he's he got traded? Four, he's been four years since he's Holy been on that team. shit, dude. He's a yak monster. For those for those of you who, that don't know what yak means, it's yards after catch. He's one of the best yak guys in the league, okay? He had 120 targets in every year he's been in that, in that system. He's a guy that gets a lot of looks, Pass-heavy offense, I like him a lot. The problem is he's a more productive player in PPR leagues because he just doesn't Catch get a lot of touchdowns. Got it. But in a PPR league, I like him a lot. Uh, Marvin Jones, another guy. He had uh, the best yards per reception rate last year, 18 yards a catch. Oh, shit. So he's a deep threat guy. He's a big play guy. Um, he catches the ball a lot, gets a lot of targets. He was 18th in targets, 11 in fantasy points last year. Nine touchdowns. Really? Marvin Jones? 11th in fantasy points. He had nine. Uh, he's had nine touchdowns in two years. Okay. In, in the last two years there. Each year he's had he's had uh, at least nine touchdowns. Um, the problem is he's, he's big time uh, touchdown dependent. So unlike um, Golden, Tate. Golden Tate, who's going to get you a lot of catches, maybe not a lot of touchdowns. This guy might get you three catches in a game, but he'll get you uh, 70 yards in a touchdown. So, you know, he might catch a 40-yard, 50-yard pass. So, it kind of depends on how you want to play it. Yeah, and how um, you're structuring your team. If you get one of each guy, maybe, like, one of those consistent guys and another guy who's a touchdown-dependent guy, you might be all right. You yeah. probably don't, don't want to bank on two of those guys. Yeah, you, you don't want to bank on two big home run threats like a Tyreek Hill and a Marvin Jones. That's not ideal. Um, but he was second in the league in red zone targets as well. Okay. So once they get down there, he's a big, tall guy. Once they get down there, they throw the ball to him a lot. Um, they got rid of Eric Ebron. He's not the tight end there anymore. Yeah, maybe some more targets go his way. Or maybe more targets go Golden Tate's way. Either way, I like both of those players in a pass-heavy offense. Got it. Um, another guy that I like a lot this year, kind of, you know, we'll run down through a couple of names that I like. Goodwin, the receiver for uh, San Francisco. Okay. Really nice rapport that he's built with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's the number one guy there. He's had He had at least nine points in, in a standard league in five games after uh, Garcon's injury. Uh, Garcon's still going to be there. I just think he's the number one read for uh, for um, Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, I, I don't know. I think in the later rounds, again, as a receiver, three, four, five, if you get that lucky, I doubt you'll get him at five. But... You know, as one of your later receivers in a flex spot or in a, um, um, as your 
first guy off the bench, first receiver off the bench on bye weeks or, or whatever. I think he's a guy that I really like. Edelman, when he comes back from suspension, let's face it, it's Tom Brady. It's the Patriots offense. He's going to get a lot of uh, looks once he comes back from suspension. If you have the type of team that can handle him sitting on the bench for four weeks in the later rounds, he's a great pickup. Robbie Anderson for the Jets. Now, he had McCown. McCown at quarterback last year. Now, he might get suspended because he's had some off-the-field issues this year. So there's a suspension that might be pending, but who knows? He scored at least 10 fantasy points in six games in uh, 2017. He's the number one target. He was pretty high in... Um, and who's the quarterback in New York now? Well, they drafted Sam Darnold, who's looked pretty pretty good. He's a rookie, but he's looked pretty good. Is he going to start or, or is Teddy B going to start? I think, uh, I think I saw there's, Teddy there's B. A, there's a debate, but I think they might end up giving the nod to uh, Sam Darnold. Really? Yeah, I, I I think so. If it's not game one, it'll be pretty early in the season. The Jets are just not a good team this year. Right. Yes. Yeah, so wouldn't that be more of a reason to kind of just let him get reps and practice and, and yeah, throw unless Teddy you, B out there, you know, protect your investment? Unless you, want, unless you want to give him that experience, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. They might not think they're that bad. They might think, hell, we have a chance to win games. I'll tell you what. They won more games last year than I thought they were. I thought they would win three games the whole year last year. Well, McCown had a surprisingly good year last yeah, year. Yeah, he did. But um, really quick, Robbie Anderson had five game stretch where he scored a touchdown. So if you if you were playing him during that stretch. Um, you got great value for yeah, that guy. Yeah, you got great value for a guy. And that, Decker's but, not there anymore, right? Uh, or Eric is Decker he? is not there anymore, I don't think. Eric Decker, I think, just got signed and probably will be released by the Patriots. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, I think, you know, he's a guy you want to look at. He's a guy that's going to get you some um, some games where he's going to produce pretty well. Um, a couple of quick notes. Nelson Aguilar, I like. I'm not um, a fan. I, I like him. He's going to be the number one target probably in the beginning of the year. There's a lot of talk of Jefferson, who I'm not that high on, starting the season Alshon Jeffrey, sorry. Alshon Jeffrey, that I'm not that high on. Um, he might start the season on the pup list, which will automatically make him miss the first six games of the season. Oh, boy. So in fantasy, that's half, half the season, season if you're not counting playoffs. Who are they going to throw the ball to? Yeah, they got once. Uh, I mean, they got um, Ertz there. On Ertz. They got Ertz. They got Sproles. Jay their starting running back, doesn't catch the ball all that much. So Nelson Aguilar, by default, might be the number one target on a good team, on a good offense. He's a guy, again, sneaky late rounds. You want to take a look at him. You know, he might produce, especially okay. the first couple of games, if Alshon starts the season on the pup list. We talked about Crowder, another guy. I've heard a lot of things with him and Smith. Yeah, him and Smith, him and Smith uh, kind of have like that, like we were talking about the other day. They have a good bromance brewing right now. The other thing I like about Jamison Crowder is that the his best season came when Deshaun Jackson was there and he was like that deep threat that opened up that slot for him. So Paul Richardson's there now, so and he's a he's a deep play guy. Now you have of you know Josh Dotson's back healthy after a full year. Who in in some games last year he showed some flashes of of why he was drafted where he was drafted. So that definitely should open the middle back up for for Jamison Crowder, especially if they can get anything out of Jordan Reed. Which is, you know, highly unlikely, but if that happens to be the case, if this happens to be a, a halfway decent Jordan Reed year, I would expect, you know, Jamison Crowder to go back to like, you know, you know, eight hundred yards, five yeah. or six touchdowns. Back to being being relevant. Uh, relevant. Relevant, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no. Now, I, the I running the the running situation is gonna hurt. I think Geisel also would have helped because 
The, oh, yeah, he would have helped big time. The Redskins offense is very play-action oriented. And last year, they were top two in the league in yards per play on play-action, especially on first and second down. So that's going to uh, affect how the offense is structured. But Jamison Crowder, I think, is the kind of guy who, you know, talking about being able to go downfield and challenge for catches, he's not a big guy, but somehow he he wins those one-on-one matchups. He's had, he's had a couple of really kick-ass highlight reel catches over the last few years where, you know, he gets downfield on a broken play and he comes down with the ball. So I'm, I'm, be, I'm really high on Jamison Crowder. Yeah, I think, and I think what might help a lot of people last year, a lot of people were high on him last year. And I think he kind of burned some people. Yeah. Um, especially if you're trying to play, playing him in your flex spot or stuff like that. He didn't help a lot of teams last year. Uh, so a lot of people might be low on him if they draft with their heart. Let's, let's take a quick break right there now that you mentioned that and talk about flex spot. What's your preferred strategy flex spot, receiver or running back? Running back. I like running back unless it's a big PPR uh, league. And it also depends to me a lot on where you're picking. So if you happen to be uh, picking later in the draft where you're not going to get one of those elite running backs in the first five or six picks of the draft, and you're, let's say, pick number eight, nine, ten, you can go receiver running back uh, in the second round and then go receiver receiver in the third or fourth and just stack up on the pass catchers in a PPR league and hope that they will get you those points. In a standard league, I like flex spot running, running back. back. Got it. Running back. They tend to just get you some more points. They tend to not be as dependent on quarterback play because of course receivers are 100 dependent on quarterback play quarterback struggling receivers are going to struggle running backs can still produce even though your quarterback is struggling it's not helping them but they can do it sure so yeah i i like to go uh running back heavy early and running back in my flex if possible and again depending on how the league is structured yeah the other thing also is if you have a really plus matchup for a receiver that you know that might influence your decision on who you're going to start that particular week Three-headed monster is going to be a, a, a surer path to to the playoffs yeah. than than going trying to go with a boomer bust receiver type guy. Yeah, I, I agree. Really quick, a couple of names I want to rattle off: Cooper Cup, I like a lot. So do I. Um, you know, he has a nice rapport with uh, golf. Uh, six out of fifteen games, he scored at least ten points last year. Fourth most in red zone targets, believe it or not. So when they get God, down there, damn. they like to throw the ball to Cooper Cup. Not a ton of yards, not a ton of catches overall, but scored a good amount of touchdowns, has that nice rapport with golf. You know, some people might think, oh, yeah, he's going to get uh, targets taken away because of Cooks. But Cooks is not a red zone guy. When they get in the red zone, they like to look at Cooper Cup. We, you know, we briefly talked about Randall Cobb. Another guy I want to talk about is Corey Davis, the number one guy in uh, Tennessee. the Titans. Now, injured kind of last year, didn't really produce when he came back, but had a monster playoff game where he scored two touchdowns against uh oh is that why his name's all over the place yeah a so a lot of guys game. are high on him but i mean it's it's just it's hard to put a lot of stock in stock that. in a guy that you know had one big playoff game um but you know he's gonna be the number one guy there he's he he's got talent and he's got a lot of potential i just don't know how high i'm willing to draft a guy like that okay you got sammy Watkins in kc a lot of targets, a lot of miles to feed. But, you know, if Mahomes can turn into the good quarterback, a lot of people have him pretty high. Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins had a decent year last year. If I'm not mistaken, he caught like 
eight touchdowns. I think we looked it up. Yeah. Uh, he caught like eight touchdowns last year or seven touchdowns last year. He had a pretty productive year. Tyrell Williams in the later rounds. I'm talking about, you know, 11th, 12th, 13th round. A guy like Tyrell Williams uh, for San Diego. They have lots of weapons there, but he's a big time target. He's a guy that they're going to look at a lot in the red zone. Him and his brother, Mike Williams. They're not really brothers, but calling them the William brothers. Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, you know, fourth, fifth receiver type, big touchdown production that they can both have uh, on an offense that throws the ball a lot. You know, those are sneaky guys to take a look at later in the rounds. I really also like Michael Gallup. He's the receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Their number one receiver is Alan Hearns right now. I think Gallup is going to be playing a lot of the the, the uh, slot stuff. And he looks pretty good. I mean, he's had a pretty good rapport with uh, Prescott in the uh, preseason. Okay. Caught a couple of nice balls. I just think he's a guy, you know, sneaky guy, kind of like maybe can be like the, the Crowder role gotcha. in that offense. So, for the record, yeah. Uh, Sammy Watkins, 593 yards, eight touchdowns. Yeah. Yards per reception, 15.2. Yeah, so again, you know, if you want a guy, if you want a guy in the later rounds that's going to get you eight touchdowns on your team, maybe be that flex spot that we talked about. Um, you know, on an offense with a lot of weapons, why not? Why not take a shot at that? You know, uh, I'm not super high on Calvin Benjamin. I know a lot of guys, you know, are like, oh my god, you haven't talked about Calvin. We talked about 35 receivers before Calvin Benjamin. Listen, he is the number one target on a team. You always want to grab a number one receiver. If the, if the price is right. But he plays on a really bad team. Who knows what's going to happen with Shady. He's not a running back that we talked about when we talked about running backs. I have Shady really low this year. He's 30. He's on a bad offensive line. They lost three out of their five starters this yeah. year. Three guys, two of them I think retired and one guy uh, left in free agency. So they lost. One guy just went to the woods and some shit. And came yeah. Um, Rich Incarnito has lost his shit. They lost a lot of guys on that team. Uh, on that line. And it's a new quarterback. Who knows who the quarterback's going to be? It might be Josh Allen. It might be uh, Patterson or whatever his name is. They're just... The teams are going to key on Shady. They're going to try to stop him. He's a really good back, but he's 30. And that off-field story with him and, you know, sending somebody to beat up his girlfriend for jewelry and all this craziness. Nobody knows what's going to happen with him. Is the NFL going to come down on him? You know, it, it's it's a crazy story. Look it up. It, there's something about... a. Somebody broke into his house and beat up his girlfriend when they were separated. And his girlfriend's allegation is that he sent the guy to beat her up and take her jewelry and all this crazy. They haven't been able to prove anything. And right now he hasn't had any convictions. But if the NFL tries to pull a Zeke Elliott thing like they did last year where they, in the middle of the season, they suspend them, it's going to be a big blow to guys. But yeah, I mean, Calvin Benjamin just on a bad team. I just don't like him this year. I got a guy that we didn't talk about earlier that I wanted to ask you about. Um, Amari Cooper. We didn't really touch Amari on Amari Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, we did not talk about him. I have him over here. I have him as like my receiver 24, okay. 25-ish. Um, a lot of people have him a little higher actually, which is which I'm okay with. I mean, again, number one receiver, Michael Crabtree is out. I don't know. I, I just... I think Gruden's offense is going to go down to more like grinding the ball. A lot of Marshawn Lynch. They have Doug uh, Martin over there as well. Muscle Hamster's in, in Oakland? Muscle Hamster is in Oakland. Oh, I didn't know that. Jordy Nelson's there now, so that might also affect some of this yeah, guy's targets. Jordy Nelson's there. He had a lot of drops in 2017. 
Amari Cooper, if I'm not mistaken, was somewhere in the top five in most drops for receiver. Yeah. That's year. been that's been his bugaboo throughout his career. Because uh, yeah. he he has all the other tools. It's just you know if, if he's not focusing on on making the catch, it tends to be problematic for him. Yeah, he had a really disappointing year: forty eight catches, six hundred and eighty yards, and seven touchdowns last year. The seven touchdowns is not bad, but everything else is really yeah for a number bad, one man. guy on a on what was a pretty good offense up to, yeah, two up, years up until ago. towards the end. Yeah, I mean, if he's a guy you're looking at to be your number two, I think you might be disappointed. I think he's going to end just outside that number two receiver uh, range. Um, but as a flex spot, as your number three receiver, if you're running a two running back, three receiver type uh, league, yeah, I mean, he's he's not a terrible pick. He's got decent value this year, but to me, it all comes down to value. If guys are overhyping him, and they draft him in the fourth, fifth round. No, I'm not. I'm not looking at him there. There's a lot of other guys that I think I have bigger upside that I would rather draft before him. But you know, he, he's definitely there on my list. Got it. And a name you just mentioned right now in this conversation was uh, Michael Crabtree. Where are you at on Michael Crabtree? I don't know. I, it's weird. He's one of those kind of like he could have a big year. Flacco, I don't have a lot of uh, a faith in, even right. though you know everything that they've been saying about Flacco is he has, you know, the Lamar Jackson pick has lit a fire under his butt. He looks great. He looks confident. He's coming out there and looking like that Joe Flacco that helped them win a Super Bowl. Um, Michael Crabtree's, you know, older player. I want to say it's he's 30, 30 years old, 29, 30, I think. Um, older player on an offense that's not really going to be that, I think, great. Probably middle of the road offense, 17th. 18th, 17th offense in the league. So, you know, I'm And kinda, wasn't, there, wasn't there somebody you were saying that that kind of one of those rapport guys that we're talking about with, with Flacco now? Yeah. Uh, a lot of nice stuff has been coming out about John Brown. Him and John Brown seem to kind of be clicking a little, like little bed buddies. Um, it's the same thing, you know, similar to Crowder and, and, and Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. You know, you, you like to hear things like that when you're looking at fantasy guys. I'm not saying base all your, your stock on that, but... Right. You'd like to see stories of, hey, this guy's looking at him in practice all the time. He looks to be his number one read. He looks to be his number one target. He, you know, this, that, and the yeah, other. Yeah, when when he's scrambling around, it's a broken play. He's that's who he's gonna look for. You know, to that's gonna be his first his first read or whatever in that situation. A guy that he has confidence in that he's gonna come down with the ball. That he's not gonna give up a fluky pick because quarterbacks. Yeah, he's you know, not where he's supposed to be. Or, yeah. Runs a 10-yard hook when he's supposed to run a 10-yard out. You know, yeah. So, I mean, John Brown has had injury things, and he has disappointed guys in the past. I know a lot of guys were really high on him a couple of, couple years, of years ago. I was, yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, he's going to be running that slot position where we've talked about is, is has been very productive in, in, in fantasy the last, you know, six, seven, eight years. Um, yeah, and he's kind of just building that rapport with Flacco. So, I think he's going to be – he's going to have a decent year. Um. We talked a little bit about uh, DJ Moore. You know, we mentioned his name. I like him. I like him a lot. He's a rookie for um, Carolina. Uh, him and Cam, you know, in the preseason have been have been a nice little connection. Not a guy who would draft over Funches or, you know, whatever. But if you start getting injuries to that team, let's say Greg Olsen goes down again with an injury, who's Cam's favorite target. Um, maybe Funchins goes down with a little, you know, gets banged up, or McCaffrey goes down. You know, just just something happens where the targets tend to shift a little to DJ Moore. He's going either undrafted in a lot of drafts, I think, or going really, really, really late, 
12th, 11th, 12th, 13th round. You know, they don't throw the ball particularly a lot in 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 um Carolina, but you know, he's he's a guy you want to might want to keep an eye on really late if you happen to not be able to grab a bunch of uh receivers that you want early if you go running back heavy. Uh, in the draft, he's a guy later on that you know to take a flyer on. Yeah, take yeah. a flyer on. Maybe has a couple of productive games if you play him at the right time. Cam Meredith, Taewon Taylor. Taewon Taylor. He's the number two for Tennessee. Okay. So you know he, he's looked good. He's looked good in preseason. He's and who's Cam Meredith? Cam Meredith is um, the number two or three guy, depending on how you see it, with the Saints. You know, again, Drew Brees had a little bit of a production drop last year, but if he comes back to form, there's a lot of balls to go around there, man. There's a lot. Did he play last year? Uh, he played. He was in Chicago last year. That's probably why you don't know who the hell he was. Because well, no, was on, a, on 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 his page here, I see he may have been I, he may have been injured, but he was with a Chicago I team. I see 2015, last year. 2016 stats. I don't see. Let me see 2017 season. He may have been towards ACL. But he was on Chicago. Yeah, correct. So, uh, you know, he's just he, he's a guy, yeah, coming back from but, ACL injury, but he's on a productive offense. But oh. to your point, in Chicago in 2016, in the year he was healthy, he had 66 catches, 888 yards, an average of 13 and a half yards, and four touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not terrible. For, no. If you're, if you're looking late rounds for a guy that I mean, listen, may the even go undrafted. 66, 66 catches, that's, you know, that's fucking... Yeah. I mean, for, for a guy, like I'm saying, he's going to go either double-digit rounds or may even go undrafted. He's a guy to keep an eye on. And one last name I want to throw out there, Geronimo Allison. He is the number two slash number three receiver for the Green Bay Packers. So, again, guys, Green Bay, they throw the ball a lot. They like the receivers. Randall Cobb's already a little dinged up. You know, who knows how... how productive he's going to be geronimo allison might be the other guy on the outside they do run a lot of three receiver formations with cobb at the slot but you know he's a guy out there that might be a couple of years ago Devonte adams was the guy right you know where they still had jordy nelson they had cobb and Devonte adams was the guy that he would still get a lot of catches and touchdowns and stuff like that so just you know a name in a good offense with a good quarterback that you may want to keep and stash and see what happens I mean, what? How do you feel about my boy uh, Dotson? Let me let me I, let me tell you his 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 stuff from last year, and then you could tell me what you think. I mean, yeah, I, I just I don't know how much I trust that offense. If I'm going to pick a receiver on that offense, it's going to be Crowder. All right. Last year, Josh Dotson, thirty-five catches, five hundred and two yards, six touchdowns. Yeah, the touchdown production is not bad. But that's very touchdown dependent. Dependent. Yeah, you got a longest uh, long of fifty two. Yeah, that's 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 not bad if you break it down like that. But again, you gotta play him at the right week. If you're not playing him on the right week, how many you know multiple touchdown games did he have last year? No, it was um, one touchdown game. There was a game where he caught he. Oh no, he didn't catch one that game. He would have had seven touchdowns. They got fucked on a on a what I thought was an overturn call in the in the Kansas City game that would have won us that game. But yeah, yeah, I mean that's not bad. Again, not a guy I'm looking at to be a starter on my team, but fourth just, fifth receiver. So the thing is, the thing, the reason why I was kind of I was kind of high on him to start the season last year. The first two weeks, he had 23 targets in the first two weeks. That yeah, number dropped significantly after he didn't double digit targets at all. After that, he had two seven target games that were his high. 
uh, after that, both in losses. But, I mean, if it's a guy that if he can live up to his potential, you know, I don't know. Uh, he's he's big radius guy. He You know, he comes down with the ball. That fucking catching that fucking Kansas City game should have been a goddamn touchdown. But, you know... It, I don't know. I I that's a guy that you know maybe off your waiver wire pick if you guys are hurting that receiver and he's you know putting up some decent numbers you guys might want to keep it keep your eye on. Yeah, him. Keep, definitely keep an eye on him. Obviously, keep an eye on everybody. Uh, if I were to pick a receiver from that core, it's gonna be Crowder. Well, if you, yeah, if you're gonna draft a receiver, you're drafting Crowder. Yes, Dotson is just the kind of guy that you know because in in fantasy football we've talked about this a million times throughout the podcast. Adjustments is is what wins it for you. And that's the kind of guy that if if he's playing well and you get him before everyone else realizes it, that can help you know help you through a stretch where maybe you have an injury, maybe you just need a, a guy who plug and play on a bye week or whatever. That's the kind of guy who has the potential to give you a couple of eight, nine, ten, twelve point games in a row. You might not see him again, you might not need him again, but at least it's a name that you let you know you might want to keep an eye out versus a guy like you know I don't know. Um, Devontae Parker. There you go, Devontae Parker. Man, Devontae Parker is another guy. Who yeah, just, don't don't get me started. The potential I, for that guy. It, it's another. It, this is that's a totally different two-hour. I think on. I think Devontae Parker's issue was Jay he's Cutler. a vagina. No, his issue is that he's a vagina. He can't stay healthy. Every little tweak, every little thing, every little lot. He's injured. He doesn't fight for balls the way I thought he was going to. Okay, he's just. I thought it was going to be AJ Green 2.0. He has that talent. He has that build. He has that that potential. He just he's just a vagina. Got it. He's just a big floppy vag. Um. So yeah, listen. Let's hope there's no you, you, you have to be you have to be fluid. Either. You have to be able to keep an eye on stuff like that. I think what we noticed like last year or two years ago in our keeper league, the guys that win our keeper league do one of two things they either draft really really exceptionally well, well and their players tend to not get injured and they go through the whole season with you know a pretty healthy team and they end up producing very well or they happen to pick up that one waiver wire move that just catapults them from being a middle of the road team to a championship we did it the first year we won our championship we picked up alfred morris yeah in, I think, week three, the beginning of week three, off of waivers, we picked up Alfred Morris. We rode him all the way to a championship. He ended up as the number, like, three or four running, running back. back that yep. season. Um, the other season we run it, we won it, we picked up Odell Beckham. Yep. He was injured for the first half of the season, came back, I think, week seven or eight. We picked him up week six, I think it was, and we stashed him for a week or two. And when he came back, he was... A, a world beater. Yeah, yeah, he was a world beater. That's and the same year we did the the Brady trade, which, you know, a, a lot of people were like, oh, it's the Brady trade. Don't sleep on the on the contribution. Yeah, Odell I mean, Beckham Odell had. Beckham was the number one or two receiver that second half of the season yeah. in points. He was amazing. Yep. And, you know, uh, one of the years, Lance, the year Lance won the thing. I forgot exactly who he picked up, but he picked up, a, it was either a running back or a receiver off of waivers in week three or four. That took him to a championship. So it, you either yeah. Last year it was a crazy anomaly when Freeman lost. I think he turned over his starting skill positions twice and still won this league. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. But you know, you either draft well or you pick up that one home run off the waivers. 
You know, it's just little names of guys that you got to keep an eye on. I like uh, Galladay, the guy, the third, Galladay. the third receiver for uh, the Lions. Again, okay. pass heavy offense, playing the slot. You know, might get some touches, especially and if there's a if somebody gets banged up. There was a couple. There's a couple of sites out there that have him predicted to to usurp one of the two outside jobs from, he from might. Golden Tate and uh and Marvin Jones. So yeah, it's definitely got to keep an eye on. I mean, with the production those guys have been putting up the last few years, I don't see it. I think he's gonna stay in the slot again, unless there is an injury. But still, a name that you want to keep an eye on. All right, tight ends. Listen, tight ends is probably the weakest position in all of fantasy football. If you're not getting one of the top three guys, the Gronks, Kelsey's, Ertz of the world, wait, wait a little while. Some people like you and uh, me sometimes have that Greg Olson right at that fringe tier one guy. Um, I I put him at my tier two, the top of my tier two. Um, you know that foot injury kind of concerns me a little. He is a little older, but. I mean, he's the number one target for for Cam Newton. He's a guy that's going to produce for you. He's one of the few tight ends worth drafting. Yeah, he's you know, amazing hands. Yeah, at a decent at a decent round, he's worth drafting. So yeah, um, you know, the top three guys are the top three guys. You you draft them. You can draft them pretty early. Uh, Gronk's going somewhere in like the end of the second, beginning of the third round. Kelsey and Ertz, I think, are like fourth round picks more or less. Um, yeah, if you're getting those guys, good for you. How, how do you think Kelsey's status is affected by the rookie quarterback or whatever he is? It'll be affected, I think, a little, but he's such a good player. Um, you know, young guys tend to like uh, tend to lean on their tight ends a little bit. Uh, if, they, if they got a good tight end, he's just a guy who works the middle of the field really well. Um, yeah, and he's such a big mismatch. I, I think he'll be all right. Ertz, you know, again, Ertz is good. And as long as he's on the field, he's going he's gonna to produce. You okay. know, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Uh, Wentz loved him, falls through the ball to him plenty. He'll be fine. All right. So who's who's that middle tier, the second tier guys? That so yeah, starting my second tier, I have Greg Olson. Okay. As at the top of my second tier, even though you know tiers, you can kind of pick any one of the guys in that tier. Greg Olson has had five straight top seven years before getting hurt last year. Uh, he's kind of going around round five. Okay. Might be a little rich for my blood. But I do like him. I mean, he's 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 been a good, consistent tight end for yeah, many he's, years. If if he's healthy, he's a reliable eight to ten points almost week in and week out. You know, we've touched on him plenty. He's 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 a good pick. Yeah. So after that, I mean, I have uh, Evan Ingram, and uh, I have Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Jimmy Graham, and Delaney Walker. That's kind of the end of my second tier. All right, so real quick on Evan Ingram. Today we're recording. It's August 26th, last night in preseason game. He got concussed. So that's something for you guys to be on the lookout for. Just, you know, concussions are a tricky thing. And, like, I'll tell you right now, there's a guy in the Yankees who he's eaten two concussions this year, and it might have cost him his his job because um, Judge got hurt. He would have been the person slotted into that spot. And you know he's he's not able to take advantage of it. So like, yeah, con- concussions can. I don't want to say linger, but they're 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 something that once you get a few of them, they're they they will tend to happen a little more. Um, so it, it is a tricky thing. You know, the NFL obviously is trying to do its whole concussion stuff. That you know, it's great for the players for their health and all that stuff, which at the end of the day is important. 
But, you know, it, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. He's got two weeks before the season start. Um, so, you know, he'll have time to fully recover from it. But, um, you know, when he's on the field, he was a top five uh, tight end last year. But that was also with a lot of injuries to that receiving core. So, you know, by default, he was like the number one target on that on that team. Um, but he, he had a good year. You know, he's a guy that's shown he can. Yeah, he's got the talent for it. Yeah, he definitely he, he does. He has, like, he, has that a, level. he has the ability to, to, you know, make big catches in big spots. So definitely somebody to keep your eye on. Just, you know, monitor that injury situation. Yeah, so I have uh, Kyle Rudolph here at number six. Love me some Kyle Rudolph. I love Kyle Rudolph. Even though he uh, burned the shit out of me when he was in, in Notre Dame uh, in a, in the Michigan game. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, he's a good tight end. He's had two seasons with top eight finishes. So he's been up there in that, you know, second tier. I mean, that, that's a tight end one. If you're in a 10-man team, that's a number one tight end. So is he getting you the points the top three guys are? No, but he's up there. He, yeah. He's productive. You know, Cousins loves to throw the ball to tight ends. Yep. Um, Reed can't stay healthy, but when he is healthy, he gets the ball a lot. Um, Vernon Davis is somewhat relevant because uh, Cousins, Cousins like throws the, the ball, ball to him a lot. So it's, you know, it's a good situation for him. It's a good team. There is a lot of mouths to feed. Dalvin Cook, when, he's, when he comes back, is going to catch some balls. But, you know, he's a big red zone threat for them. Yep. So I think he's going to have a pretty productive year. Um, the only problem with him is that he only had two games in 2017 where he had 50 yards or more. So touchdown uh, dependent, very touchdown dependent. A guy that you know might catch you four balls for 30 yards, but have a touchdown and will save the week for you. If he has those 30 yards without the four, without the touchdown, and just the 30 yards on four catches, you're going to be a little pissed. Yeah, off. you're gonna you're gonna need some pr- uh, bigger production on your other spots. Yeah. Now another guy that's very touchdown dependent is Jimmy Graham. 10 touchdowns last year, 19 red zone targets. He's playing in Green Bay now instead of Seattle. But, um, you know, he's very touchdown dependent. Uh, He only scored 10 or more fantasy points four times last year, even with 10 touchdowns. Wow. So you're looking at games where he had one catch for eight yards and a touchdown. Touchdown. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great when he gets you that touchdown. Yeah, I think people are still drafting him on the name. Now, playing with Aaron Rodgers, different story. Aaron Rodgers very rarely had, you know, big name tight ends to throw to, but when he did have uh oh my god, was that guy that big guy Cook Cooks Cooks, right? They had for a yeah. while. You know, he he seemed to like throwing him the ball. It just it didn't last long enough because Cooks got injured. So, yeah. we'll see, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, it can be late in, round flyer Jimmy Graham not inside bad. Inside the 20, Jimmy Graham's going to get a lot of looks. But if you if you're in gonna, if you're going to reach 20s, for yeah. a tight end, uh, you know, Jimmy Graham's not the guy. Absolutely not. If you're looking to draft Jimmy Graham in the 5th round, uh God bless you, but you're going to be sadly disappointed, yeah. I think. Can he get the 8, 9, 10 touchdowns he did last year? Sure. Is he going to get a bunch of 100-yard games? No. Yeah, correct. Um so, you know, this is what I'm saying. The, the drop after the top three guys is so drastic that I'd like to wait. I'd be happy getting the number eight tight end, like a um, Kyle Rudolph. I'd right. be happy with that. He's going to be a top ten guy. He's going to be a tight end one. But I'm getting him in the seventh, eighth round. And I'm fine with that. Ninth round, maybe. Now, a guy that's the total opposite of Kyle Rudolph and Jimmy Graham, Delaney Walker. Now, Delaney Walker, I know last year burned you because you wanted that connection really well. But he's had a top eight finish in the last four years. So he's been consistent. He's been productive. He has 
a lot of yards, but doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. He sure. had over 800 yards the last four seasons. Only had three touchdowns last year. Oh, listen, I, I think I, he's a talented guy. He's not on my burn list the way C.J. Anderson and, and Keenan Allen are, but the thing with, with, with Delaney Walker is that tight ends, You, I expected him to have a bigger role in the offense last year. He seemed to be getting targets you know, early in the season, and then it just kind of like... Yeah, yeah. It, it faded off. I mean, the, the play of Marcus Mariota faded off a lot too. Um, that has something to do with it. They have a new offensive coordinator there. A new offensive coordinator there. I kind of mumbled all those words in one. Um, so, they, you know, th- there's a lot of high hopes there. Corey Davis, if you can stay healthy for the full year, might take a little pressure off of him. And that combination of Henry and Deion Lewis might also help him. But he's a guy that's the opposite of the other two. In Catches be- a ton of balls. Yeah, in between the 20s, he's going to help you a lot. Once they get into the red zone, just hasn't had a ton of production. They're like like uh, Rudolph and Graham have. But, you know, in a PPR league, he might end up catching more balls than those other two guys. So, again. He might make up a little bit for the touchdown yeah, depending deficiency on, depending on, on in the a system. PPR. Yeah. Depending on the system you're playing in, he might be a little bit of a helper. Now, in my tier three, I'm going to throw a name out there that a lot of guys are high on. I like him as well. He was a sleeper three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Now he's going like the number like seven, six, seven tight end. Oh, shit. Trey Burton. He's the tight end for Chicago. Okay. All right. So he came over from Philly last year. Chicago paid him a pretty big Hefty. sum of money. Okay. He's a very similar to uh, Zach, um, Zach Ertz. Okay. Very same type of game, same frame, same speed. Good tight end. He, he's looked really good in preseason. They, Where do he play? College. He, uh, good question. I don't, don't know. know. Okay, I'll erase that. Um, he play. He, he's had a pretty good uh, preseason. He looks like he's building that nice rapport with Trubisky. And you know they like young quarterbacks like to lean on those tight ends. Um, also, a big thing for him is uh, Nagy, the uh, Matt Nagy, the uh, offensive coordinator for uh, Kansas City. Is their offensive coordinator now. And in Kansas City, who they have over there? Kelsey. Kelsey. And Kelsey produced. Yep. They ran plays for Kelsey. They wanted to get their tight ends involved. Uh, involved they in moved, they moved them yeah. around a lot. They put them, they put them in the slot a lot. You know, I think that's a underused strategy in the NFL. I think tight ends, you know, especially tight end who can get down the field, you use a big body like that as a slot receiver. You know, it's going to open up options for you. Yeah, the problem is just it's going to create just mismatches. Not lot, there's not a lot of tight ends that can do it. That's the problem. Yeah, this new flock of tight ends that came into the league this year, uh, Jaseki here, um, Hurts that got drafted. He got injured for Baltimore. Um, the guy that they that they drafted, the Philly drafted to replace uh, Burton, uh, Dallas uh, Gobert, I think is his name. Um, they they're that type. They're that big frame, but they can run the. The four, five, yeah, like the six, like the, 40. all the all those children, quote unquote, of Vernon Davis, like, like, yeah, the, yeah, the the Zacherts, the the Gronks, the Kelseys, that that mold, maybe not as big and strong as those first two guys, but um, yeah, I mean, there's more tight ends, little by little, trickling into the league. There's just right now not a lot of guys that can do it consistently. You got it. You know, a, a guy that I wanted to talk about that can do it, just can't stay healthy, is Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed's that that mold, just can't stay healthy. Yeah. He's a guy that's on my burn list, right? You know, but and th- and and as of right now, there he had bones in his feet removed. Yeah, I mean, he's got uh, so that to try and prevent like 
the injury from reoccurring, but like I don't know how the f- I mean you're the yeah. med- medical guy here. I don't know how the fuck that works. How you can I, listen? I don't know either. Well, the, the type of medicine those guys get is not the t- same type of medicine me and you get, bro. So I, I don't yeah, know exactly. Bones. I don't know exactly how that's gonna work. They, he's la- got, they just laced this dude with adamantium. Yeah, he's got you know he might have Daffy Duck cartoon feet. Who knows? Um, but. Listen, he's a guy that can produce when he's on the field. Yeah, and the other problem with him is he's had his bell rung a few times, so he's a he's he's a concern yeah, no, not only with concerned. like injury but like concussion. Well, it, it all for me it all falls under the same branch. It's all injury. If you're not it, on the field I, because you're concussed or ACL'd or whatever, the I get case it. May but be. I, I think to me, I, I tend to put those into two different categories, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Con- so if you're the kind of guy who who you know, you got it like Keenan Allen, right? You were talking about earlier. He got a crazy freak injury, lacerated kidney. Those are the type of things that maybe don't happen that often, right? ACLs happen a lot, but it's it's a pretty big injury. You know, you don't you'll have one, you know, four or five big guys that'll go down with an ACL for a year, but you'll have a lot more often sprained ankle, hamstring, things like that. Concussion t- tends to be like like you said earlier. It happens once. You're more susceptible to it happening again and again and again, and it just gets worse and worse. And that's that seems to be a thing that guys will get hit with that bug. I don't want to I don't want to d- minimize the, you know the injury, but guys will get hit with a concussion bug, and that stigma will follow them, and it just tends to be repetitive. So that's more of my concern with a guy like Jordan Reed, you know, because it's just it's it's a repetitive issue, and that that's always scary when, yeah, no, when no, you're I, talking about tight ends I told- or talking about football players in general. I totally agree with you. The way I see it, I mean, outside, it sounds bad, but outside of the human aspect of it, I'm looking at fantasy. Right. If you're not on the field for whatever the reason may be, because of injury, it's an injury. Gotcha. Um, You know, if you get suspended for PEDs or whatever the case may be, that's a different story. Um, You know, then you're in the Josh Gordon. Yeah. Camp. Whatever. Yeah. But if you're injured for... Shoulder, back, ACL, lacerated kidney, concussions, whatever. If you're not on the field because of injury, to me, it's injury. Got it. And his problem is not anything but injury. Yeah. Be it concussion, ACL, foot. Oh, no, absolutely. When he's on the field, listen, the guy can break tackles. The guy can catch the ball. He can run with anybody. Yeah, and and the system you guys are going to run, Alex Smith likes tight ends. Yeah. So, he likes to throw about. I mean, he's a sneaky sleeper pick for me. I think a lot of guys are going to shy away from him because of the injury of, history. And because last year's disaster, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. so, I mean, he's a guy that if you get really lucky and he produces for you, great. Or if you get really, really lucky and he's your number two tight end. Right. And you can play him certain weeks. Even better. But he's not a guy I'm, I'm relying on. He's a guy that I would pick up and I would stream with other tight ends like... Jack Doyle from Indianapolis or David Njoku or guys like that that, you know, from game to game, depending on the opponent, they're going to have, you know, they're going to have some production. But I'm not depending on these guys to be week in, week out starters. What about my boy, Jake Butt? Jake Butt. He is in Denver. Denver. Yeah. Um, Meh. Lukewarm on him, you know. I mean, super talented guy in college, amazing. Yeah, but he's not. He's the opposite. He's a throw, he's an old school throwback yeah, type. Yeah, he's end. the opposite of what we were talking about. Yeah. Those tight ends. We drafted the, the we by we. I mean, the Dolphins. Like I'm part of their team. We drafted in the fourth round a tight end similar to him. Um, 
more known as a short yardage, can catch the ball, very, very capable catching the ball, but well-rounded blocks, is not as fast, you know. Good red zone guy. Yeah, maybe a good red zone guy, but yeah, I'm, I'm not very high on him. There's a couple other names on guys that uh, I'm a little high on. So a couple, a couple of names I wanted to, you know, just kind of throw out there. Just guys to keep an eye on, guys you might want to stream later on in the season. Um, Ricky Seals-Jones, he's the uh, tight end, the starting tight end for um, the Cardinals. So, you know, he, he, they, there's been a lot of buzz about him in, in this offseason. Just a guy, you know, a name out there you might want to keep. Oh, yeah, around. that's right. We had the RSJ and ASJ, right? ASJ, yeah. The, uh, Austin Safari and Jenkins. Yeah, he's the tight end for Jacksonville. Now, and now with the Marquise Lee injury. Yeah, well, Marquise Lee injury last night, unfortunately, looks like he destroyed his knee. Um, yeah, more targets are going to go his way. Oh, another guy I wanted to talk about really quick that I forgot to mention in the receivers was Cole. Uh, Cole is going to be now the new, probably number one target in Jacksonville. Again, you got Blake Bortles there throwing both of these guys the ball, but you know, just a just a name uh, to keep in mind. Okay, a guy that 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 might be able to produce on certain weeks, but you know, you don't want to totally forget about him. Uh, George Kittle again is a guy in San Francisco. Tight end, tight, tight end in San Francisco. Yeah, um, you know, with him and Garoppolo, Garoppolo comes from a system in New England where they like to throw the ball to tight ends a lot. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but you know, just another name out there that uh, you want to you want to keep an eye on. All right. Any anything else on tight ends? Mike Jacecki. All right. Yeah, you said that already. Yeah, you know, might might just might just be a red zone target. Uh, big guy catches the ball, play basketball, so he's oh, he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's one of those. You know, knows how to box out, knows how to how to. Uh, Position himself in the right way. Got really good hands. Uh, hasn't really done much in preseason. In practice, though, he has shined in practice in the red zone. You know, we have three really good safeties here in uh, uh, Fitz and uh, Jones and McDonald. And he's got touchdowns over all of those guys in the, in the end zone. Just, you know, a guy that if him and Tannehill can kind of get a little rapport going, might be a very touchdown-dependent guy. But... Again, if you stream them on certain weeks against really bad defenses, might get you a little production. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, yeah, and that's pretty much it uh, for for uh, tight ends. I mean, you got Austin Hooper at Atlanta who's going to have a high-powered offense. You know, you got a couple of other guys out there. But, you know, the rest of these names for me outside of, like, Jack Doyle and maybe Njoku. The rest of these guys are just guys you want to interchangeable. Stream. Yeah. yeah, you just pick pick the plus matchup and and go with you know go with that. Yeah, you draft these guys really late in the draft rounds, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and you hope you get lucky with one of these guys. Got it. All right. So before we wrap up, just wanted to go back and and see if there's any names at any position that you wanted to touch on. I know one big one that we missed was Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, you know, we mentioned his name. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is like the ageless wonder, man. The guy produces year in, year out. It doesn't seem to matter who his receiver, I mean, who his uh, quarterbacks are. He's still going to put up uh, good numbers. So he's a guy that... I would be very, very happy with if he's my number two receiver. He he's actually on my like low end of the tier two list. Okay. So you know this is the thing with Larry Fitzgerald. 
He was on the field 98% of the offensive snaps for the Cardinals. What? 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 Even at his age. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. 98% of the snaps. To me, that screams he's going to get targets. targets. He's going to get looks. He's gonna. He's a huge part of that offense. Now, granted, last year they didn't have David Johnson. But, I mean, he was second in the league in targets with 162 targets. Holy shit. Who was his quarterback last year? Yeah. Drew Stanton? Q Crickets. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's the thing. Who is his quarterback? 162 targets he still had. I mean, three straight years with a top 11 finish for fantasy, uh, for fantasy receivers. He's got Sam Bradford, who can put up really good numbers when he plays. And he's got a young guy that I really liked a lot, Josh Rosen, going over there. Listen, man... It, you can't shy away from Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Who cares what his age is? And he's he's in one of those one of those few guys that I like personality wise. You never hear anything bad about. Oh the no, guy. Larry Fitzgerald. He's Larry Fitzgerald is the prototype Hall of Famer in in every respect that you want for an athlete. Absolutely, he blocks. He catches. He runs. Good he, teammate. Good community guy. Yeah, I mean, sm- you know, everything smart, you want educated. In a that that's the kind of guy that. You know that the you NFL fr- should be promoting. Yeah, that's yeah. the type of guy you build your franchise around. Absolutely, hundred um, percent. I, I mean, I there's there, I don't have enough things to say. To, good yeah. things to say about this guy. Another, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was gonna say. I was just gonna reiterate. I would be thrilled if he's my number. If he's my number two receiver. Another name that we just mentioned a little while ago, just because these these stats were staggering when we talked about it, was Blake Bortles. If you're looking at a quarterback, you know. He is the Lord Emperor of garbage time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's frustrating because I'm a football guy. Like, I like to watch the games. I like to, you know, like kind of break things down and whatever. And it's frustrating when you see a guy three and a half quarters is just, I mean, like, how is this guy a starter in the NFL? And then for eight minutes of the fourth quarter, he throws for 140 yards and two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. And all of a sudden... You know, he has 28 fantasy points, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, man. So, and, you know, as a fantasy player, I guess you, you, I mean, you don't really care where your points come from or how they come. Right. As it's, just as stress, come. it's just stressful. Like, if you're the kind of guy who sits down and you're watching the game, you're watching Red Zone, and you just see the time ticking away, ticking away, and he hasn't done shit, it's, it's a stressful experience to have a guy yeah, like that is. on your roster. It it's, now, it's frustrating. Now, if you're like, our boy D, who just wasted the days over, and then he sees every, you know all the results. Then awesome, because then you didn't yeah, stress that shit at all. I don't know how the hell he does. Yeah, that. I don't know how to that. He, that's fucking. That's a that's a skill. That's not a will. That's a skill. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, you you have to. That's that's in know. the DNA or something. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you can't teach that type of stuff. But yeah, no, I mean, but for me, part of fantasy football and part of this whole experience is, is suffering through is, it. Like yeah, that. watching yeah, the games. Absolutely, hundred percent. Like, I mean, how many times have we paced back and forth? Come on, come on, we need this guy. One catch, one catch. Come on, come on, come on. And you're standing and jumping in your living room. To yeah. me, that's part of the excitement. That's yeah. why I do it. Um, if I didn't have that, I, you know, I, I don't know if I would really be even playing fantasy football. Sure, no, hundred percent. But yeah, Blake Bortles. I mean. If I'm not mistaken, we, we can look up the numbers. But if I'm not mistaken, he's finished in the top like 14 at quarterbacks the last like two years, or or might have even been top 12. Um, 
in points for the last two years, Blake Bortles. So yeah, if you're in a 12 man league, he's a borderline uh, QB one. Which is, I mean, it's astounding to me if you watch the guy play because he's just so inaccurate. But you know, I guess again, as a fantasy, as a fantasy player, you don't really care how your points come as long as they come. Let's see, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles last year. I'm not gonna get into like ranking or whatever, but Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles last year put up 240, 250 fantasy points. He yeah. had so Blake Bortles last year was a thirteen. Yeah, so top 14. Yeah, so, I mean, he's borderline quarterback one. Again, on certain weeks, I'm sure he had weeks where, you know, he was putting up 28, 29 points, you know, and, and getting you um, a lot of production. Now and, that- and the difference between him and the and the other two guys, uh, five yards. I mean, five points. Yeah, so who were those, those other two guys? Goff for, with five points and Roethlisberger was a 10-point difference. Yeah, so I mean, you know, he's he's there. He's there. Breaking news: Eric Decker announces retirement from NFL. Okay, there you go. I wasn't going to draft him anyways. Good for him. He had a good long career, and you know, seemed like a pretty good guy and a really hot wife. Oh my god, super hot. Yeah, so uh, you know, that team's not built for him to throw the ball a lot and put up crazy numbers. It's big defense, big running back, that type of thing. Now with Marquise Lee getting hurt, you know, how is that going to hurt his production? Cole. The tight end, I mean the tight end, geez. The uh, receiver over there now might be the number one guy. You know, so another guy that just got a huge bump in in, in drafts uh, because of this injury, unfortunately, to Marcus Lee. A couple of guys we didn't talk about, I want to talk about really quick. Ingram, we didn't talk about Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. You know, similar to what we were talking about before. If you have the team that can support, that it. Can support him sitting on the bench for the first four games of the season, he's going to come back and he's going to be pretty productive. So, you know, a guy, I think he's going in most drafts in about the fifth or sixth round. So if, you, if you've if you built your team to support him sitting on the bench, he's going to come back and he's probably going to be very productive and he's on a contract year as well. So are they going to run him into the ground? Are they going to give him the ball a lot? You know, how is he going to play knowing that it's a contract year? Is he going to want to go out there and go crazy and try to get that big contract elsewhere? Uh, who knows? But you know, he's a name that we didn't mention that I think we need to, that you know, we needed to that bring bears up. That mentioning. Yeah. Also, Marlon Mack and Lamar Miller. We didn't talk about either of those two guys. Um, Lamar Miller, you know, he's he's one of those burn guys for us. He's a guy that didn't um, really. This is the problem with Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. Hype. Lamar Miller will have. Two or three huge games a season, which will inflate his fantasy total, and then he'll totally disappear for a few other games. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's very inconsistent. All the talent in the world, super fast guy. You know, maybe some of the the uh, you know some of the 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 problem with him is that he hasn't really been on a team with consistent quarterback play throughout his career. So. If we get a full season of Deshaun Watson and he's an effective player and he lives up to the potential, that definitely could help Lamar Miller. Uh, I hope not because we don't yeah, have well, him. The other thing is uh, Deonta Foreman, the uh, backup running back for him, the one that a lot of people think was going to you know, eat into his carries, is injured. He got injured last year. I think, oh, sure. it, I think it was an Achilles that he had. <sighs> and it was kind of towards the middle or end of last year. So there's a good chance that he's not 
going to be ready until maybe the middle of this year. So Lamar Miller, you know, kind of gets a little bit of a bump up because of that. He doesn't really have any competition on a team that might be pretty good this year. So, you know, he's a guy just... He's just there for me, you know. He's yeah. not a guy that, that I'm wowed about, but at the right price, he, he's worth taking a look at. Same thing with Marlon Mack. You know, not a guy that I'm super thrilled with. If Andrew Luck stays healthy for the full se- season and turns out to be the Andrew Luck of old, that's a big bump for Marlon Mack. You know, we know what Frank Gore did there for those couple of years. You know, Frank Gore is a he's Hall a, of he's Famer. A Larry Fitzgerald, an ageless wonder. Yeah, he's, he's a Hall gonna, of he's Famer. He's going to get you 60 yards every week. Yeah, pretty much. So if, you, if you can, if that's the kind of guy you need, Frank Gore also is, yeah. a, is a good guy to keep an eye on in the, yeah, in the as Miami a situation. Yeah, later yeah. on. Um, even though I'm really high in Kenyon Drake, yeah, Frank Gore definitely is going to have a, a role in the Dolphins offense. Uh, but yeah, Marlon Mack, you know, not the greatest offensive line, but you got some weapons at receiver. You got a decent weapon at tight end, and Andrew Luck is always a threat. Uh, so you can't, you know, crowd the box on on Marlon Mack. So you know he's a guy to keep an eye on too. I think in the later rounds at the at, at, at the right value. Um, I really want to talk a little bit more. Carry on Johnson. We mentioned his name before, but I really like him. I really like Carry on Johnson. If I'm sitting there and I'm looking at uh, Marlon Mack and maybe Isaiah Crowell, which is a guy we didn't mention, or Carry on Johnson, I'm taking the shot at Carry on Johnson. Okay. Um, what team's he on? He is playing for the Detroit Lions. Okay, that's right. He's so, a backup to Abdullah right now. Uh, well, he's really, uh, yeah. They're one A, one B, whatever. Yeah, they're calling Abdullah the starter, but I think that's just to be nice. I think they might even try to move Abdullah um, to a team that maybe has a running back injury or whatever. He Legarius Blunt is there, so like Legarius Blunt might get a couple of uh, goal line carries. Legarit. Legarit. Whatever. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> whatever his name is. I, I, I know I've fucked up probably seven or eight names already. Um, I, like I told you, I write in cursive, so I can't read it sometimes. Yeah, those guys, it's going to be kind of a, a running back by committee to start, but I think he is by far the most talented guy on that roster at running back, and I think he's going to end up getting the nod maybe week four, five, six. Speed guy. Speed guy, big guy, catch the ball guy. He He's, he's going to be pretty good. He might be the number two. Three rookie running back okay. behind Barkley, behind Barkley and uh, Royce. I can see him being the number three guy, and the only reason is because he, it might take him a couple of weeks to kind of uh, get started up there. A couple of guys we didn't talk about. There's a big uh, log jam, I guess you can call it, at running back at Green Bay. You got Jamal Williams, you got Aaron Jones, and you got Ty Montgomery who just got banged up. Aaron Jones to me is the more talented running back in that group, but he is suspended for the first two games of the season. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, he got, you know, suspended, and, and Williams is going to start the season. Now, are they going to run the hot hand if Williams starts off really good? Are they going to kind of go back to Aaron Jones being the guy once he comes back? Where does Ty Montgomery fit? You know, so it, it's kind of a logjam there. There's a couple of places that have that situation. The Patriots always have, you know, those kind of issues. Uh, with Sony Michelle, a guy that we didn't mention. He's already a little dinged up, but he's very talented rookie, but Rex Burkhead might get a lot of touches. James White might get a lot of touches. Um, you know, there's just... Cleveland has a logjam there. There's a lot of places. The Redskins seem to have a little bit of a logjam now with Adrian Peterson there. So just, you know, something to keep an eye on. I'm not saying stay away from these guys. I'm saying just 
don't overdraft them. Wait a little. Get guys that you know are going to be workhorses. Keep an eye on the waiver on the waiver wires for some of these guys. Maybe they'll break out uh, later on in the year, and you can pick one of them up. Fat Rob. That's yeah, a yeah. that that's a waiver wire. You know, you might get super re- deep sleeper. Yeah, you might get really lucky, and this is the you know this is the year the ball bounces his way because the guy you know he's he's a hard runner, gets downfield, not great with his hands. I think that's what they were counting on Perrine for. But then last year he was not great at that well, that's, either. That's why they drafted Darius guys. Yeah, unfortunately he got injured, but you know. That kind of stuff happens. Hopefully, he comes back next year and he's a monster. But another guy, again, we mentioned his name, but we didn't talk too much about him, was uh, Chris Carson. He's currently the number one guy in Seattle. I like Rashad Penny a little better. Talent-wise, I like him a little better. But uh, Carson right now is slotted to be the num- the starter. How are they going to use him? I don't know. Pete Carroll has raved about Carson. So, you know, it's always nice to be on the coach's good side. Uh, especially when he's the one determining who's who's going to start or not. Uh, but I think in the long run, Penny's going to be the guy you're going to want to uh, grab and stash. So, you know, just another name, though. Beginning of the season, first three or four weeks of the season, you want a hot hand. You want somebody that might carry you. Like, let's say you have a Mark Ingram on your team for the first four games of the season. You pick up Chris Carson. Hopefully he, you know, the, he lasts those first three or four games until Mark Ingram comes back and, Maybe Rashard Penny takes over and you can get rid of Carson or you can put trade, him, you know, trade, yeah, trade him. him, put him on the back of your list, whatever you do. But that's a name, you know, that's an interesting combination there that Mark Ingram, Carson, you know, might lose his job by the time Mark Ingram comes back. Just, you know, same thing with carry on Johnson. Um, you know, you draft carry on Johnson and you draft Carson. Maybe it takes a couple of weeks for <coughs> carry on to take over that starting role. But I think eventually he will. Gotcha. All right, man. I think that's, uh, you know, as much as, as I love to keep this going, we have to get to our draft. Yeah, man. And listen, later on in the year, when we do the middle of the year review and we do the end of the year review, I think we'd love to hear from you guys if any of our information helped you guys, if any of our information hurt you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like send, they say, send, you know, send rate, the hate a, mail. rate them five stars if you love them, five stars if you hate them. Send us emails, you know, send them comments. Let them know if we help. Maybe we, you know, maybe one of these things helped you win your league. You know, let us know. Yeah, absolutely, man. Any feedback on the kind of information that that we can do to make this better for you guys? Ultimately, you know, we want to we want you guys to enjoy the show and want to get some value out of it. So, any kind of information that you like, that you didn't like, stuff that you want to hear more about, you know, please, you know, by all means, the email is back of the bus Miami at gmail.com. All right, man. And that's it, man. Plex. Thanks for coming out. See you next time.